Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Welcome to Open Q&A, the 61st episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. We have no opening today because this is an impromptu episode because it's the third one of the month. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Mead. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. So we have 15 kittens. We That's love a bunch you of kittens. kittens. Cats. We have Elisa Adi, Amber Deathis, Amy Schmolz, The Beehive Coven, Christy Claxton, Cindy Barrick, Gary Bearstorm, Jasmine Ray Bell, Megan Sokolow, Michelle Kokolek Burkett, Rebecca Hillman, Tanya Allen, The Art of Dreams and Divinations, that's Elon, and Zacchaeus. Our hunters are Blondie, Briar Aldridge, Charles Howison, Delilah Darge, Darby Lockridge, Finn Odinson, Foxchild, Henry Wodehouse, James Smith, Yanni, Jessica Jones, Joe, Kimberly Lockaby, Kit Chat 47, Ladine, Laura Loki, Lee Lynn, Meredith Kenton, Nadia Ratchford, Nicodemus Tibbetts, Ray Luthrop, Rana, Sarah Bunder, Sarah LePage, Leanne Stevis, and the Sugar Maple Seder, and Squeaky. We have so many <laughs> freaking so hunters. Many. We love it. We love it. We love all of our hunters. 27 hunters. Thank oh my you, gosh. hunters. And they are today accompanied in the recording channel by uh, everyone. everybody. everybody. Yes. This is an open recording. Yep. And then we are not done with our patrons. No, no. We still have more. Our leopards are Akaneko and Jessica Helmer. Thank you to our leopards. Yes, we love our leopards. Our tigers are Amanda Hicks, Crystal of Apothecary Tees, Alora Driver, Lorelai, Misha Lutz, and Silken Fern. Silken Fern. That's nice. Like and that. that's a new one. Yeah. Silken we- Fern is also known to us as Mother Multiverse. Ah! Awesome. We love our tigers. Our panthers are Quinn Ann, better known as QQN. <laughs> We love our QQ. We do love QQN, yes. <laughs> our Jaguars are Justin Stanage, Kirsten Ray, and Bill L. Jaguars. And that's it. That's all that's of our patrons. And we love you, patrons. We really do. We mm-hmm. love all of our listeners, but we really do have a, a special appreciation right. we appreciate for those. We appreciate the assistance that you the give us. The assistance of those who are our patrons. I also want to say thank you to the people who helped us out going to Pagan Fires. It came at a time for us where I had changed jobs and we just didn't have the extra funds. Yep. Paper Stuff. money was coming too late. Yeah. And yeah. we just it was needed just a, it was just a mess. It, it was, was a, a cluster. It was a, y'all helped us get out there. Anyway, so yeah, thank it you was very much. A wonderful time. We had such a good time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody there was great. Yeah. Um, the, the organizers, Devin Hunter and Storm Fairy Wolf and Heather Killen. Yep. Were, they were all great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was very and high. The land was awesome. Yeah. There was a great. Yeah, there was some great woods back there. Woods, really high and, and good energy mm-hmm. just over the whole place. We had a wonderful time. Yeah. We did indeed. A spectacularly well-organized event. Yes. And we got several interviews. We which got are, five interviews. Yep, which are going to be going up. So we got Storm Fairy Wolf, Devin Hunter, Elliot, Elliot Director, Director, Laura Tempest-Sakroff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Astraea. Astraea Taylor. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. So, also known as the Starlight Witch yeah. on, um, on uh, Patheos. A bunch of them are actually Patheos bloggers, too. Uh-huh, so yeah. yeah. Check out all their Patheos channels uh, as well because very you can good find them at Storm and Devin actually blog together along uh, under Modern Witch. And that's also with Chaz Bogan and Matt Oren and mm-hmm. a couple of other people, I think. Mm-hmm. They got a whole crew. Yeah, they got yep. a whole crew of, yeah. of writers so. now. 
Yep. So check that out when you get a chance. Yep. Do we want to get into questions pretty quickly? Because I have one that was actually sent to me. We can, but I think first there's something we wanted to address mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. uh, Pride, okay. yep. uh, something that Gwen wants to talk about. So we're going to get that out of the way here at the top yep. of the hour. Yep. The and that may, may be more questions. Might create that some might, questions, that yes. might create some questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So many of you who have been listeners for the last two, two years, years almost, yep. um, have heard me talk about my, my past as a Christian, how I, um, you know, was a Christian and then I went into paganism for a time in the nineties, in the nineties and, and early two thousands to mid two thousands. And then I had, and I love this Elliot director gave me this term. Uh I had a Christian retrograde. I ended up going back into Christianity, back into the church for a time. And in that time, I felt led to start sharing my testimony after about two years of kind of holding off. Mm-hmm. And then I started a blog and I wrote and published a, a book, yep. self-pubbed, which led to me being on the 700 Club and being asked to be in another book and led to a book that I wrote. Yep. I've been keeping my name out of it in deference to Carr. Mm-hmm. And also just quite honestly, I didn't want my publishers to find out that I have become a witch, become a witch again. Uh, because yes, I'm a chicken. <laughs> but in the past week, someone who has started to become a really good friend mm-hmm. brought up that she found out or knew who I was at, in my previous Christian life right. and the book that I had written and that it had been used really to bludgeon her mm-hmm. uh, by her Christian family. And so I wanted to let you know that I'm officially telling you on air, on, on air. air, my name is Christine McGuire and I wrote a book called Escaping the Cauldron in 2012. And I want to publicly apologize to everyone in the pagan community, to anyone who might possibly have been affected by that book. Because when I wrote that book, it was written from, you know, an honest place. I was writing to Christians about their own faith because I had been a Christian that had been drawn into the occult, you know, which according to the Bible and Christianity and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. is bad. And so I was trying to help other Christians who I thought were going through the same struggle. It never, for whatever reason, I never realized people would use it to hurt pagans, to use it against them. But they did. But they did. And that angers me and it hurts me that people used my words that way. I spent a long time talking to this friend and we worked it out. But I just really, I really felt it necessary to go public with this information. Just Um, own up to it. Just to own up to it. That I, and that mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. As Elliot and I were talking about, it was my Christian retrograde. One of the questions that my friend asked me was, you know, why did I go public with this? The the question was, why didn't you just leave paganism and keep it to yourself? Keep it to myself. And it's that whole Christian thing of redemption. The testimony. And testimony. Yeah. You know, it's it's an evangelical thing. It's an evangelical Christian church thing. And so that is what I did. And it just went into a more public forum than just at church. And again, it was done from an honest place. It wasn't done. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't malicious. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. In fact, I worked really fucking hard to try to be as honest as possible in this book so that people couldn't use it against pagans and witches. And apparently I fucked that up and they did it anyway. Again, I just wanted to let you know so that if any of you were were harmed in any way by this, I do deeply apologize. Hopefully through this podcast and the other things that I do, you know, that I do as a witch and
and the pagan in the community will um, help to heal yeah. that wound. I would also like to request that nobody purchase this book. We're trying yeah, really hard no. for it to go out We're of We're trying print. to get it to just disappear. So We're trying to kill it. Don't it never sold very well. No, it really didn't. It didn't make the publisher no. any amount of money, really? No. no. We don't want it to make them no. any money. So I, I, if you so see it in stores, don't, don't buy it. Don't let make you want to buy it. Yeah. Just, yeah go, I, it, it's probably at some libraries if you really desperately want to read it. Mm-hmm. But and you can probably Google it and find a PDF. And find a, yes, yeah. get an illegal copy of this yeah, book. Please. You must please. read it. Feel yeah. free to get an illegal pirate copy. This yeah. Pirate this book. If you're going to pirate anything. <laughs> but I want to say publicly, I repudiate yeah. absolutely everything that I wrote in this book and in my second book, which was called An, An Insider's, Insider's Guide, Guide to Spiritual, Spiritual Warfare. Warfare. Again, another book that I'm, we're just saying, please. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. They're bullshit. <laughs> we're trying to let we're them trying, die. We're honestly trying to let them die. And it's been, well, I published the first Escaping the Cauldron in 2012, and it's still fucking out there. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, come on, people. It's not making you any money. Just get rid of it. All right. There we go. There we go. So, um, uh, Maple is asking, how does that work? Like, you don't want them sold, but they still are? That's because the publisher owns the rights to oh, books. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have no rights to, to any of that work. Yanni said, don't feel bad. We all do shit we regret. Nasty people can twist the best of materials to suit their needs. Their nastiness isn't on you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Yanni. I Squeaky, appreciate Squeaky that. said, probably the first time I've ever heard an author encourage pirating their work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please pirate it. And then if you find any copies, burn, burn that them. shit. <laughs> yeah. Burn that but shit. But do not buy them to do Like, if no, you find them in the wild or yeah. whatever. Wait. It has to be if you find them in the wild. Please do not buy those copies. I just want them to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's ultimately the goal is for them just to go away. Just to, yep. just to be put out, what of is it? put out of print. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Just to be put out of print. A couple of questions have appeared here all mm-hmm. of the yeah. time. So let's so, get past this bullshit and go yep. to the questions. So let me yep. let me do the one that was actually sent to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was from Griffin, who sent it to me early. Said, would you guys be willing and or able to do some sort of segment about pagan events in other states that the wider pride might be going to? For instance, I'd like to give a shout out to anyone who might be going to Austin Pagan Pride in November, but I know not everyone is on the disc. I thought this might be nice to have something so often highlighting other bits of the country and other countries, mostly because I hear about all the cool stuff y'all are doing <laughs> there and can't go. And I will say this. In January, we will have something like that available. Right. We're making some changes. We're making mm-hmm. some changes. And in we January, don't want to say too much, too much right now right. because... We're going to unveil it. Right. Well, and we want to make sure everything's going to work before we announce anything. Yep. yep. So. But in January, you will have a calendar that you can see that kind of stuff on. Yeah. And I'll make sure that... All the pagan events that I can find, which apparently I have Google Foo. You have had Google Foo and you know it. <laughs> so I can find everything. Forevermore. And we'll just put them on the calendar whether we're going or not. We will do our best to keep you all informed about events that are happening. If there's a specific thing that you want that you listed. want the pride to know about that you want listed, let us know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Email car at the number three pagansandacat.com. Yep. yep. And we'll do the best we can to yep. get it up there. Riff said, I was wondering if you guys ever thought that the three pack podcast may end at some point. I don't know, just curious. I think we actually covered this in the last a episode. Bit. So originally, I didn't think this podcast would make it to a year. No. We thought maybe we'd do this for a couple a of couple months. A couple of months and get bored. <laughs> and then you all arrived. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to um, all of our listeners. But so that, you know, made it clear that I guess people were interested in, yeah, right. in listening to this to say and- for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> we still so, can't figure it out, but so, we're glad. So we are continuing to do it. We've been talking. It's been almost two years now. We've been talking 
talking recently and mm-hmm. decided that this is essentially our sacred obligation is what I've been calling it. Since the community wants us to keep providing this, we have an obligation to continue providing it. And we're glad to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 do I don't mean that to sound like, don't, don't, like I'm don't. not, like, yeah, like I'm not <laughs> into it. I am, I do enjoy doing the podcast. I just want to make clear that like, this isn't really something we're doing for fun anymore. Like it is fun, but it's something I'm doing because you're here listening and you, you want us to provide stuff for you. Right. You want this content. So I would, I would say if you went back and listened to like episodes one through probably three or four. Yeah, there's a very different tone. There's a very different yeah. tone. We didn't do a whole lot of planning. Yeah. There were no segments. There was none of that because it was literally just kind of thrown together. It was just us talking. And then with this, when it became there, yeah, there was apparent sort of, there that was, there was a, the people were actually listening yeah, to there us. Yeah, there was a transition in the way we thought about the podcast. Right. And it's changed the way we make the podcast and it's changed how I think about the longevity of this podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're in this for the long haul as long as you're all are there listening. Right. Yeah, yep. but the only thing that would stop this podcast from running at this point is if all three of us died <laughs> or none of you were listening anymore. Right. Yeah. That's that's honestly. And we've, what we've even say. talked about like if one of us passes away, the other two will just continue making the podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll still be called Three Pagans and a Cat because the third pagan will just be here in spirit. In yeah. spirit, yeah. right? Yeah, just like because originally the cat, the cat was, was here in spirit. Here in spirit. Yeah, was here in spirit. Then we he got still a new is. cat. Yeah, it's Shadow true. Is Shadow still is still here in spirit. Here in spirit. Yeah. Yep. Cosmic Rose says, "I'm a young, 26 year old single mother raising my five year old son. All of my family is Christian. Mm-hmm. My mom's side is su- supportive of me. My dad's side not so much, and he doesn't like that I'm." Raising Raising my son as a pagan at all. I'm looking for some advice with that situation or any pointers in bringing up my son as a pagan. Okay. So the first thing I would say, personally, mm-hmm. having not been in your situation, mm-hmm. is that there, you can make an argument. He doesn't have to like you raising your son pagan. Exactly. Maybe you didn't like being raised Christian, right? Like everyone's religious child rearing, essentially, is their own business. And no one else is responsible for that right. or should be involved mm-hmm. in that. That's yeah. a that's a very much a family decision. Yeah. This is the, the thing I'm going to say, because when I first got into paganism back in mid-90s, mid, yeah. early to mm-hmm. mid-2000s, my children were still young. And so I did take them to some pagan events, and I was very open about my path with them, and I had a lot of family who was against it, including Including Carr, who he and I were separated at the time. So, what I I was very honest with my children about what my beliefs were. Mm -hmm. I took them to events, but I also, after I realized my, you know, my mother was as supportive as she could be. (laughs) Under Under the circumstances. My sister was supportive, but she was, every time I saw her, she was very challenging, always Mm -hmm. questioning. So I found that boundaries are a very good thing. I mean, sometimes that's, you know, that's not always comfortable to have to live with boundaries with people, but do things on your terms. If somebody is going to constantly be coming at you, then it's okay to have a boundary with that person and only see them a certain amount of times. and Or to only see them if they agree not to talk about this topic. Yes. Just say, you know, this is... And then if they bring it up, you say, okay, our time is done now. Our time is done. And make it clear to them that they are not allowed to influence your children's religious upbringing or education. Ultimately, you're the parent. You're the parent. They're not. You get to make these decisions. Exactly. And they have to respect your choices. And if they cannot respect your choices, boundaries are a good thing. And if you're Christian 
Christian family has an issue with this, make them buy the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and they'll learn Christian. all about boundaries. <laughs> yep, exactly, <So. laughs> exactly. Because, uh, yeah, boundaries are good. Yeah, a lot of that is sort of just going to come down to being confident and secure in yourself. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not something I can teach you. That's yep. something you'll just have to uncover in yourself. Yeah. But I'm sure you can do it. So yep. Maple said, formerly the Sugar Maple Seder, mm-hmm. just because I really want to say that. He likes saying it. <laughs> so, uh, so this is about Carr's mom. What would happen in your family dynamic in general if she were to find out about your paganism and or podcast? Another, do you actually use your podcast nicknames when out about in real life? So we'll start with the second one because it's easier. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, yeah. Most of I the pagan... actually feel more like Carr yeah. than I do Tom. Most of the pagan community that we interact with in real life, that's all they know us as. They know us as Carr, Gwen, and Ode. Yes. That's who we are. Yep. And yeah, we do call each other Carr, Gwen, Gwen and, and Ode. Ode. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when we're just talking to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll say something. In, like the, I now use dad and Carr pretty much intermittently. Yeah. 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 My yeah. feeling, and I think um, I can speak for both of you, I have have a legal name, mm-hmm. but this but that's is what like, it is. yeah, but that's <laughs> right, yeah. What it is. It's, it's something you put name. on paperwork. Yeah. It's something you put it's on paperwork. It's how the bank knows me. It's how it's what family or, or people who've known me before, mm-hmm. right? You know, they call me. But my true name, right, for me, for myself, yeah. is, is Gwen. And I honestly have thought about once my mother knows, and so we'll go into the, the second part of your question here, Maple. Is that after my mother knows, I may look at legally changing, legally my name changing, because I'm down with that. That's who I feel like I am. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so, be opposed either. Um, yeah, exactly. so that that may be something we do that someday. That may be yeah. something we do as a family. And our son needs to change his name legally. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe for other reasons. Yeah. Maybe we'll just all as a family we'll just all do it together. You know, um, before we continue with Mabel's question, I wanted to point out Cosmic Rose says, we've actually met her and her son. At Detroit Pagan Pride. Yeah, oh. her son and I, th- that was the little boy who was looking at, who I was oh, showing runes to. Oh, oh that's gotcha. yeah. that was a That was a great interaction, Cosmic Rose. So please tell your son that he's great and I hope he can continues to enjoy the runes. Oh, that's and, beautiful. And the fact that he was so interested. Yeah, he was so into it. It was a great little, like, interaction for me. Oh. Like, th- that was honestly, like, one of my the best interactions I had that day. So, yeah. thank you for bringing your son to that. Yep. And, yeah, Cosmic Rose, you just, you are the mom. This is your son. Mm-hmm. You just step forth in your in your power and your sovereignty mm-hmm. and boundaries for anyone yeah, who doesn't just, agree with you. Just based on that interaction, I'd say you're doing a great you're job with that kid. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Congratulations on that. So yeah. going back to if my mom would find out. Yeah, uh, what and what that would change, uh, how that would change the family dynamic. Um, we'll let you know because very soon I'm going to be telling my mom. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming, coming up. That's the reason why we went ahead and did this yeah. podcast Car's, now. Car's kind of working up the courage. We've, yeah. we've talked about it since this happened yeah. mm-hmm. about a week ago. And so part of it for me is I, my mom's going to be, I don't want to say mad, but she's going to be disappointed. disappointed that me. dreaded parental... Right. <laughs> if anything, I still think she's going to blame me for, for you know, drawing you back into uh, the occult or whatever. I'm it like, doesn't hey, matter who she blames. We got cookies. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll be disappointed in me. She probably won't be thrilled about it. I don't think my mom will cut me out of her life anymore. But the reason why we kept it secret so long. There was a time when so she long, would have. There was uh, a time when she would Because when I was a teenager, I got in an argument with my mother. I had run away a bunch of times. And I got in an argument mm-hmm. with my mother and told her I was leaving and I did and she changed the locks on the house mm-hmm. so that I couldn't come back. And so that took a while for her and I to get past that and I didn't want to ruin it because yeah. of this. 
Mm-hmm. But I've come to a point where, A, we're on YouTube a lot mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, we do a podcast that now has 61 episodes as mm-hmm. of this yeah. one. Yeah. And she's going to figure it out at some point anyway. Even if it's not us, somebody else will tell her. Shit. So it's I just time getting, for me to tell her. I was getting a year ago, I was getting ominous emails yeah. from, from Christians who recognized, <laughs> right. recognized my voice, you know. So, so. it's just it's just sort of a matter of time yeah. until she finds out. So Car is just sort of working up the courage to yep. bite the bullet on that one. So we'll let you know how that goes. Rana said, I offered to remove my kids from the grandmother's lives if they kept threatening to baptize them. Mm. Uh, and then Rana well, asked, Sometimes has, you gotta do that. Has anyone asked what kind of magic you lot did to make this podcast so successful? None. <laughs> we actually did not do any magic when we started the podcast. Not when we started. So all of the early growth that this podcast saw was completely, like, unaffected. It was just natural growth. Yeah, yeah. it's all been very organic. Um, yeah. We've done some magic since then. But not really for growth but no, not no. really for for growing in li- the listenership or anything like that. Mostly just for prosperity and, mm-hmm. and fortune for, in our in our various in our ventures, own right. family. But yeah. yeah, we actually haven't done much, if any, magic specifically about the podcast. It's all been you guys, yeah. so thank you. Yeah, it's all been very organic. Yeah, and that's why we always want to make sure that people know that when we talk about the pride, we are talking about all of our listeners. Yes, whether yep. you're Patreon supporters, whether you're in whether the Discord, you're on the Discord or, or Facebook, Facebook, it or doesn't you just matter. Listen. Or you just and you listen. don't interact. You're still part of the pride. Yep. yep. Every single listener is part of the pride, and we love and appreciate every single one of you. Yep. Kate uh, Brown wants to know what made you decide to tell your mom. Like what? Was I think the, I think we kind of went over this. It's just where a lot of it's just yeah the fact we're that, becoming so public in what yeah. we do yeah. and our faces are everywhere. The fir- probably for the first six months that we did this podcast, and I don't think most of you haven't been around that long. But when Sweet we first started out, this podcast, for the first six months, we didn't even have our picture on no. our Facebook. Yeah, no. No. We just had our icons. Yeah, we just had icons up there. Or yeah. avatars. That was actually why the the cat avatars of us were created was mm-hmm. because we weren't going to show our faces ever, so we need I felt like we needed something visual that we could show people. So I created those little avatars of us. Eventually we were going to Michigan Pagan Fest, I think, mm-hmm. that we decided we were gonna go yep. and just because we were teaching. We were so teaching. we're like, Well, I guess at this point we might as well show people right, our faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And I uh, just kinda went from there. Paul says your public figure now over 15,000 active listeners on various media. Yeah, I guess that does make us uh, public figures. Yeah, which I'm so baffled, confused about. <laughs> I've never in my entire life wanted to be a public figure for anything. <laughs> but now you're a heathen, and so it, this is your, how do yeah. you, Gebo, is that how you uh, explained it to me? Gebo, no, Gebo is a different thing. That's Gebo, a different, I don't know. Gebo is... Teach me the heathenry. <laughs> Gebo is the exchange, the value exchange the gift exchange, the gift right. cycle. Okay. No, this is just part of, of maintaining my community. So so yeah. since I'm a solitary heathen, I don't have a kindred. Right. right, right. But heathenry is very much about communities. It's about building and maintaining your communities and keeping that community safe and well supplied. And so although I don't have a physical kindred that I worship with, the pride has sort of grown up around me. Mm-hmm. There's an extent to which that is my responsibility. The mm-hmm. pride is... Yeah. Is, is my kindred. kindred. Yeah. Yep. It's a very large kindred, which means it, it brings a lot more responsibilities with it than uh, a smaller, more in-person one would. Different kinds of responsibilities. So, like, in a, in a small in-person kindred, I would be responsible for maintaining my individual relationships with individual people. That's not a thing I have to do as much with the pride, 
With the pride, I'm more responsible for representing myself and heathenry in a specific way mm-hmm. and defending my values and establishing what what's acceptable in our spaces. So like when we had this issue in the Facebook recently where there was mm-hmm. some gatekeeping happening. So it was important to me that we establish very clear. And us. Uh, to yeah. us, yeah. But yeah. but to me as a heathen, it was yeah. important that we establish very, very clear, clear rules. That we Two very, rules that we yeah. aggressively enforce. Exactly. That's right. That, that I can and will enforce with bans and exclusion yep. if necessary, because as a heathen, as as a person responsible in some way for the creation of this community, it is my job to make sure that this community is a safe place for its participants. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of that, too, it, it's helpful that we're each involved we each represent mm-hmm. a different aspect or yep. a different path, path yeah yeah in the in the pagan community and the witchcraft community and so we can all kind of share that load for such a large yeah mm-hmm. uh, pride pride yeah <laughs> for such a very large community Rana right. I'm gonna do this one and only one time Rana's magical name is bitch which car has a very hard time saying. Uh, Mother Multiverse says, has a question, it looks So like. you all do a lot of events and have, I assume, attended a lot of rituals. Being that you all have different paths and will have different viewpoints, I'm curious what elements you each feel make up for an effective ritual. Interestingly, so really interesting, yeah. <laughs> we, we've actually um, led a public ritual before. We did one yep. for Lunatown. We did one, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we kind of added to our list of of perspective things we're things. willing to do. Yeah, right. we're willing to do. We'll we teach do, classes or we'll do this ritual. Mm-hmm. Because we do stuff at home together for yep. special occasions yep. and things. So I know that for the framework of the ritual that we did, we went basically by an ADF, an framework. ADF sort framework, of. Sort of. Loosely. Loosely, yeah. yep. So really we used land, sea, and sky. Right. Or earth, air, and water. Yeah. Right. Yep. So rather than the four elements that Gwyn uses, Car mm-hmm. through the ADF, through the Druidry, is more interested in those three zones. Yep, land, sea, and sky. Yep. So we did that. And then the big thing for me as a heathen is, so, like, I don't cast a circle. There are some heathens who do, but I don't right. cast a circle personally. I don't cast a circle I either. I cast a circle. Right. Yeah. So, so Gwyn casts a circle. That's mm-hmm. an important part of the ritual and I for do, her. And, and when I do it privately, I use all four elements. But when I'm doing the ritual, because I'm a Hecatean witch, and she is also known as a as the mistress of land, sea, and sky, I feel comfortable using right. land, sea, and sky. And then for for me, I think the the most important element of a ritual is correctly hailing in everyone who's involved. Mm-hmm. Hails are a big part of how I do rituals and spell work, both. Which and and hails are essentially just sort of getting attention and inviting some uh, a god, usually or, or spirits or ancestors, into the space if they choose to attend. Like it's not a summoning; you can't compel anyone to attend. Right. But um. You open the way and you invite them in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and part of that is also a praise. So a hail isn't just saying, like, hey, you, the door's open. It's saying, hey, you, your list of accomplishments and all the things I love about you. I enjoy your presence and would like you to be here. The door is open. Right. Like, it's a much, it's a, it's a worshipful thing for me. So that's mm-hmm. a very important part of a ritual for me. And if there's yeah. not a hailing component for a ritual, I feel weird. And, and I then, call certain goddesses that I work mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and as do I. But then I also do an outsider's thing mm-hmm. where right. we you keep the outsiders at bay. And so that would be anybody who we didn't invite in. Um, and so we offer them chocolate and really good beer, mm-hmm. but only half. Yes. Yep. And, then and then at the, the other end, half, we they get a hand after well. they behave. Yep. And then I always include a spell component in our rituals. Yep. Gwyn, as the witch, work, must work a spell at That's every right. rit. That's right. 
So anyway, yeah, it's very interesting. We always try to include food mm-hmm. of some sort mm-hmm. in it, uh, whether it's for us or for ancestors, or we always, almost always include ancestors yep. in it. Ideally, the ritual should feed not just the spirits and the ancestors, but the, people but the, the participants, because yep. that's part of, that's actually a Gebo element that's mm-hmm. sharing the the gift between the ancestors and the people. So that's yep. kind of, I hope that answers your, your question. I know there's So Maple said, uh, is it legal to identify as a Michigan witch. A lot of my magic is related to the energy of Michigan and like I know state boundaries are a human concept, but the energy here is just different. Ohio energy is just plain weird though. I would say Ohio state energy is just plain <laughs> weird though, but that's the Michigan now in me coming out. Yeah, it was a sport yeah. thing. Yeah, sport <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I got it. I yeah, I think I think Michigan does have a different energy and it's it's partially because mm-hmm. of all the lakes, the lakes here. Yeah, so so the first thing I'll say is that pointing out that the states are arbitrary boundaries that's true, but they're arbitrary boundaries that have been in place for a bit now, a mm-hmm. um, couple hundred years, and that sort of thing does gradually make a difference right. in how humans at least perceive the spirit of a place, yep. right? So yeah, I think there is probably a distinction, at least minimum, in how humans perceive the spirit of Michigan or magic, Michigan yep. magic versus the magic of other states and yep. other places. Yeah, and I do feel like there it's a kind of a, a conglomeration of like the land spirits and the water spirits and everything. There there definitely is, I think, different energies. There is, yeah, a of different course, a lot of water energy in Michigan. A lot yeah. of water energy. Yeah. Coyote said, I wish there were three-pack regions so we could meet up with other listeners. Mm. That, again, so the thing that's coming out in January, which, again, we don't want to talk about too much, we're planning to develop a way for you all to meet each other and more easily yep. as long as we can figure out a way to arrange that safely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so we're working we're on We're working on stuff like that for you guys. Yep. Yeah, so okay, Brown, that answers your question there as well. Camila as well. <laughs> so the difference between calling elements and calling quarters, is there a difference? I okay. think there is, yes. Talk about that. Well, for me, I, I do it slightly different because I'm not uh, a traditional Wiccan. There are reasons for calling um, the watchtowers and the quarters and things like that. As a, a green witch, I call in the elements. I call in air, earth, fire, and water. And then I incorporate that with with the with the, the cardinal, cardinal direction the cardinal directions northeast south and west that's what I do. I don't work with the elements mm-hmm. at all or the directions. Okay, so what about elements, elementals, watchtowers, and quarters? Okay. See, there's, I think those, those, are, all, those are all, all different, different things. All yep, different yeah, things. Yeah. The watchtowers are uh, guardians. They're spirit guardians. They're spirit yeah. guardians. And um, I don't work with the spirit guardians. Of, or the yeah, I've never called a watchtower. No, huh? Um, but I'm aware. I have in public ritual, but never Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware that, that other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't work with the elements as spirits, mm-hmm. as whole spirits. I work with, I guess, so I guess what I'd say is like, like when I work with a fire quartz, there's an extent to which I'm working with that fire quartz because I want fire element energy. Right. And fire quartz has a good alignment for that. Right. But I'm working with the spirit of fire quartz, right? So like any connection I'm getting to the fire element to that spirit or to that energy is through the smaller individual spirit of fire quartz. Like it's interceding for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I do actually work with the elemental yeah, I don't work with those directly. Of the, of the elements, water, yeah. fire, earth, air. Uh, Mother Multiverse, since it's almost October, is there a plan for spooky stories, <laughs> personal or otherwise, on the podcast? Um, we, we, we no, we have, 
we have the whole rest of the year Plan scheduled, yeah. basically. Yeah. We're not planning currently to do, like, we're going to do a Samhain episode, yeah. but it's it's going to be, you know, our deeper dive again. Can't say we couldn't throw us. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to rule out the possibility of a spooky stories episode, yeah. but, it, but it would probably be something special. A supplement. Yeah. yeah. It would be, it would probably be a special episode. It would be a special episode. Yeah. So it's we'll, a good idea. It's though. a good idea. Yeah. We'll have to That's see a great idea. about that. Like I said, we're scheduled basically because I schedule us right. in advance mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And we're also really busy in October. We've Witches Ball is October right. 19th in Detroit. Uh, in Detroit. So and then Gwen and I have a couple of events we're yep. doing. Yep. At a restaurant, doing yep. readings. Yeah, it's going to be a busy October for us. But if we can fit it in, we certainly, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so. we'll, 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 we'll see put it on the do. maybe list. Thank yeah. you for yeah. the suggestion. Yep. Uh, does anyone here actually work with the Fae, or are we all wary of them? I have not. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say I wouldn't. I have not worked with the good neighbors directly, except for that one interaction mm-hmm. in the woods that one time. Mm-hmm. And maybe Kedtha. I don't know what the fuck's up with Kedtha. <laughs> Kedtha's a great mystery to me. I don't know where they came from. But so I I have not worked with the Fae directly. I'm not opposed to working with the Fae, but I'm also not seeking them out. It's very much like a if they come to me, sure, I guess, but it's not something I'm pursuing. I do not, again, I do not pursue working mm-hmm. with the good neighbors. I did deal with a brownie that followed my son home into our house. I remember that, yeah. And so, and that brownie stayed. And it was a very short-lived relationship and interaction. The brownie left after a while, so. (laughs) If you're looking for a game this Halloween season, perhaps look beyond the board. Vector! Attack of the Metapirates is a simple tabletop RPG, a living mimetic virus designed to slowly break down the barrier between fantasy and reality. Possessed by a demon can be exercised, but can you ever truly exercise an idea? But if the monsters are real, might not the treasure be real as well? Do you have the courage to play? Vector. Attack of the Metapirates is available now on Kickstarter from October 1st to October 31st. I think that sounds like fun. Vector looks cool as shit, y'all. Yes, it does. And and if you're, if you like are like, man, I really want to know more about this, uh, Mother Multiverse is the person who did this game, so feel free to Um, send send messages to Mother um, Multiverse. It's Vector exclamation point, by the way, which I personally enjoy. Yes. Vector. 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 Attack of the Metapirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we plan to play this game ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're gonna it get looks all like a lot set of up. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna get. Yep. I'm gonna get one of those really like low stakes, easy setup, very few dice roll games uh-huh. to just slide this into, so that I can focus on this and not on the, whatever the core game actually is. Because I don't give a shit. I just want to play Vector. <laughs> <laughs> so Maple said uh, we talked about voluntary transcriptions of episodes. Where would we organize? And who could do what episode and when? Okay, I will. If if you if you guys are serious about this, if there are a couple of you who are willing to try to transcribe episodes, I will set up uh, some Google Forms and some spreadsheets and get you all assigned to various episodes. If that's genuinely something you're interested in, so send me DMs here on Discord. That's direct messages. If you don't know how to do a DM, you can right click on my name and click message. Send me DMs with your interest in in transcribing the episodes. I will send. 
set up some some Google Sheets and things with the episodes that we have and get you all assigned to various episodes to transcribe them, if that's something that you're interested in. And we thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank for, you tremendously. I'm willing to do so that. so expensive, it turns it out. It really, really is. To get episodes transcribed. And, and yeah. it doesn't help that we do so much overtalk, yeah. and so we're a difficult... It has we're, to be human translated. Yeah, yeah. it can't be machine translated, so... Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the situation with the transcription. That's why it's so difficult. And we, you probably have to listen enough that you know each of our voices. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have honestly attempted it time, from time uh-huh. to time to not do that. But this is a family dynamic that has been going on since our children were very, very small and could talk to us. Right. I mean, it just It's just the way our family is. We do our best. But yeah. It it's- happens. It's, it just can't be stopped at this point. There's, <laughs> there's uh, on my end, almost 30 years of just, of just this. So yeah. Yeah. training myself not to is would be more work than doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our tiger Amanda is eager to introduce you to the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses. With fragrant scents and sparkling mica, these also find a small selection of rollerball fragrances. With a couple of dozen options, Available, you're sure to find something you'll like at Wonderful Body Co. This week, ignite your fires with the Game and Thrones inspired The Red Woman Bath Salts, scented with jasmine, rose, orange, sandalwood, musk, and tonka bean. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash wonderful body co. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I do see a question that Rana had. Oh. Have you found any spirits or ghosties in your new home? Because the brownie I started talking about was right, in our right. previous, previous home yep. when our son was still no, we living haven't, with us. No, we haven't had any... Um, We've had a few pass-throughs from yeah, time no, to time, nothing but nothing stuck that stuck around. We have very, very conscientious and vigilant house spirits. House spirits. Yes, they're really keeping an eye on And us. we also have wards around the we have wards. Which Doctor Utu gave us a voodoo doll who yes, watches our yeah. guards our guards our gateway. Yeah, but yeah, so we really haven't. We've had the occasional we have, walk. We have a well secured home right we now. We do. So yeah, no, we haven't had any lingering spirits. Nope. Cool. Kay Brown said I have a bunch of dried mint hanging right now, and not sure what to do with all of it. Any suggestions? Oh uh, well, oh. if you're if you're confident of it, you can make it into tea. Yes, yes, you can use it to make tea. Honestly, that's what I do with my dried mint. Mm-hmm. You can use it uh, in potpourri, obviously. You can use it to create incense, blending it with right. with other herbs uh, and resins. I, I associate mint with, like, luck. Mm-hmm. So you could put it in, like, a good luck sachet of mm-hmm. some kind. Yeah. There's actually a lot you can do with mint. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend um, just looking up correspondences for mint. And then also, like, if you can tune into the spirit of mint, of, of the mint that you have, see what it resonates with and go about using it for that. All right. And Coyote said, uh, more than a transcription, it would be really cool if we had a list of episode website links and content for advertisements for each episode, like Cars Feast Table, Ode Stone Corner, and Gwen's Garden Gems. Made Cars Gorgonzola State for Maven, but had a hell of a time finding the recipe when I went to look for it. <laughs> that is coming. Yeah, we're working on that, we're too. working on those things. That, yep. uh, that's, again, that's one of those things that it takes a long time to put together, just because we have to listen to the episode all the way through yep. and then try to transcribe ourselves. Yep. And yep. we also have a lot of other things going on yeah. at the same time. So yeah. We have a lot of projects. We have a lot of 
projects and, and car works mm-hmm. and I write for Patheos and yeah. so. But yeah. we, but we, and I'm, and I'm working on that thing that's going to launch in January. That's right. But we are, we are working on those things. Yep. We know that you all want them and we want to make them for you. So uh, be patient with us. Our hope is that once we get caught up, it will not be such a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but until we get caught up, unfortunately, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Camilla has an herbal question for Gwen. Yes. Okay. Have you ever felt that a particular plant in your collection just doesn't seem to like you? I have mint that doesn't allow me to cut it. Yes. Talk about the yes. flowers. Oh my God. Okay. So in my front yard, um, in the I front have a, garden, yeah. in the front garden, I have this row of begonias and they're beautiful, beautiful begonias. <laughs> and I have about four or five of them. I was going out there and they were blooming. And so I thought I need, I would really like to get begonia to dry and put in my apothecary. So I asked it if I could take a few, take a, just a few. I wasn't, you know, just going to take a, I got the firmest <laughs> fuck no back off bitch energy from these begonias. It was hilarious. They wanted to bloom. They wanted to bloom. And they did. They were still relatively small. They were just still mm-hmm. budding and right. maybe just, they were blooming, but not just as, a little bit. Yeah. Within a week, they were just sprouting all over the place. And so they are huge. They're beautiful. And so I went out again, like last week. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, now you've had a chance to bloom. We're getting <laughs> going to die off soon. It's autumn. It's starting to get cooler. She around to it. May I take some blossoms? I'm not going to take all of them. But may I take some? And they each plant let me take a few. And so... But she had to really talk them around I had to really to talk them So, yes. She had to sweet talk them. I had to sweet talk them. So, yes, there are sometimes some herbs or flowers. I get that more from flowers yeah. than I do from herbs. But, but yes, occasionally that does happen. And you just have to respect what that this plant is spirit always, is saying. This is why we're always you. telling people, you can't just ask and take. You have to ask, listen, mm-hmm. get the response and then take or not take. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people do sort of go up to the plant, say, hi, can I have blah? And, and then, then just, just automatically, and then just take it, assuming that the answer is going to be yes, but and it might not it be. It might not be. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Sometimes they want to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Questions. Mm-hmm. The pale fairy of secrets said, I'm new to paganism and rituals and such, but I'm hoping to move soon. What types of moving rituals or new home rituals do you use when moving into a new house? Ah. <laughs> okay. okay. We just did that so, last October. We just did that last October. So, the first thing is that it, this starts before you leave your old house. Yes, it does. So you have to, you don't have to, I guess, but you, in my opinion, should do certain things to prepare the house for the fact that you're leaving and you're going to be passing mm-hmm. caretakership of that house onto a new person. But whether you know the person who's going to take over the house or not. Mm-hmm. So when we left our, our house, I had a, an established, or our apartment, I had an established relationship with the house spirits in yeah. that house. I had a regular offering schedule for them. I worked with them very closely. So I had to, I needed to inform them that I was leaving before we started packing anything. I needed to inform them that I was leaving. I gave them extra offerings mm-hmm. to sort of shore them up for the interim period where the house mm-hmm. was going to be empty. I left behind a sigil in a secret place Mm -hmm. to provide some protection to the house until it was taken in by new caretakers. To the the apartment until it was taken in by new caretakers. And then you have to take down your wards. All your wards. Mm -hmm. When you leave a house, you have to take down all of the magical protections you put in place on it. Mm -hmm. And then when we came to our new home, Mm -hmm. what we did, first we cleaned the place physically. Physically. And then we cleaned it spiritually. Magically. We used sage and we used Florida water and and we anointed all 
of the doors and windows and things like that. And then we placed our wards. But before we even did that, we introduced ourselves to the the land spirits and to the new house spirits spirits before we did even any of that. And actually, we did that. I did that anyway. Yeah. When When we we were visiting. When we visited the house before we moved in, we introduced ourselves to the house spirits and the land spirits. And then after we had gotten everything settled in the house, Mm -hmm. we went out and we made an offering to the land spirits. And we used divination to find out how often the land spirits required. And what uh, they wanted. What they wanted. You know, what kind of offering they required, how often they wanted it, that kind of thing. Okay, Rana had a question. My daughter was sick, is on the mend, but lost her voice. Any good remedies that won't make me have to go to the store? (laughs) Ah, if you have honey? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lemon tea with honey is really, really good. Sometimes just, just honey. Just honey. In, in warm uh, in, water. In warm water, yeah. Gargling with salt water. Yep. It, just a, like a teaspoon. Little, little bit of a salt. Little, you know, half teaspoon of, of salt and gargling, no swallowing of, yeah. of it. Um, also, if you happen to have any licorice, uh, licorice root, that's mm-hmm. very good for, uh, sore throat. So you can make licorice root into a tea. No milk or dairy. Yeah, stay away all. from milk or dairy because that That'll actually. That'll inflame the mucous membrane. Yeah, it'll actually create more mucus. Yep. So, and just I- lots gonna, of water. I'm going to give you the one practical thing I learned from being in the recording studio mm-hmm. with bands. So bands would come in to record and the lead singer, for whatever reason. Would have lost his voice. Would have A, lost his voice or B, had a super stuffy nose mm-hmm. and just couldn't do anything. So I would make hot lemon water. So yep. I would actually squeeze a lemon in the hot water and then I would put cayenne pepper in it. Not a ton, just enough. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it opens up everything mm-hmm. in your throat and mm-hmm. in your nasal cavity and all that kind of stuff so that you can breathe more easily yep. and... You can also kind of do so, that. You can do a, a steam bath. Yeah. If you have some essential oils, especially, but since you don't you're even need, with, yeah, essential, just steam. No, is that's true. Enough. But you can, as long as you make sure that the, you know, that it's just a drop in the steam, like, um, in the bathroom or something like that, lavender or oregano oil. Yeah. But I think with children, you're not supposed to. As long as they're not ingesting it and it's just in the steam. Okay. And you can also, it's like putting Vicks VapoRub kind of right. thing on. You okay. can do that. As so, long as it's in the steam. Maple asked, when you go to the movies, do you get regular buttered popcorn or kettle corn? My answer is, I don't go to the movies. Yeah, car doesn't go to the movies. Car too crowded. I love kettle corn, but generally, I if I if I generally don't get concessions. Actually, very it's very, very expensive. Rarely. It's very expensive. But if I do, I just get regular buttered. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like kettle corn, so I never get that anywhere. But I eat kettle corn myself. Gwen does at home eat kettle corn when yeah. I get the opportunity. Cosmic Rose said, do you, any of you have experience in dream traveling, lucid dreaming? It is something I have done from a young age, and I'm just curious if there are any experiences you'd be willing to share, if any. My answer is, I don't remember any dream I have ever. Yeah, Carr doesn't remember his dreams. Not always. Sometimes you remember Occasionally in the morning. Occasionally he'll remember. Yeah, really yeah, weird dream. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to have more lucid dreaming or, or traveling dreams. I remember having a dream and visiting a friend in astral and things, but that's not something I really pursue. And I don't often remember my dreams. They, I've, sometimes I've had, you know, some deja vu from dreams mm-hmm. that I've had. Makes me think that, you know, I was dreaming of an event that was going to happen. And then it shortly happens thereafter. But it's never been a dire thing. It's usually just something relatively common. I actually do a lot of work in dreams. I have, so Ketha, who I've, I've mentioned a couple of times now, I meet in dreams. Uh, and I have a couple of dream spaces that are recurring, that have been recurring for a very long time since I was a teenager. There are 
are a couple of distinctive spaces that I return to in my mm-hmm. dreams where I meet specific people and we discuss specific things. Mm-hmm. And they were not originally lucid dreams, but I have learned to make them lucid dreams and mm-hmm. I am able to much more effectively communicate and yeah. learn things there. So yeah, I do a lot of lucid dreaming and, and dream work, yeah. especially in those spaces where I do sometimes meet and interact with spirits. Yeah. I do, I do more of that in my meditation and trance mm-hmm. work. So K Brown 27 said, how do you decide when to use divination versus intuition? Okay. So the first thing I guess is if you don't have a good sense intuitively, mm-hmm. that's the time to pick up divination. That's the time to pick up um, If you divination. have a good intuitive sense that like, yeah, this will work just fine, mm-hmm. then unless you want outside confirmation, unless you are, are worried about your discernment, you don't necessarily need divination for that instance. Sometimes, like, I have a pretty strong sense of intuition, mm-hmm. but sometimes using divination helps other people. Right. It confirms for other people what you know, what your intuition is telling you. I have had, so the house spirits at the apartment, Mm -hmm. um, I could not figure out what they wanted Mm -hmm. for offerings. I made them an initial offering and they did not want it. I could tell that they didn't want that, but I could not tell what they did want. I had no intuitive concept whatsoever of what they actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So I had to do some divination. But yeah, so so I didn't have a good, I could tell intuitively that they didn't like what I was Mm -hmm. offering them. I was offering them bread and milk. Um, and they did not want that. They wanted fruit. They wanted red fruit. Yeah. And I could not find that out without uh, without divination. And it's the same when we moved here. We used divination to mm-hmm. determine. We knew that the land spirits wanted an offering, but we didn't know what they wanted and we didn't know how often. And so through divination, we were able to determine to get the details. That what we needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times divination is useful mostly for clarifying the details. Yeah. 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 Coyote said, I really want to get better at divination, but how do you know when to trust your readings and know? No, it's not just you putting your own desires ego into the reading. Keep a journal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Journal Honestly, your divinations. Yep. Write down what you've done. Uh, as far as your reading, what it's, what it says, and then just go back and check. But some of it honestly is just letting go of fear and just trusting that you are actually connected, re- connected and not just listening to a sock puppet. Yeah. Yep. It's discernment again. It's discernment. And, and learning and, and learning to sort of let go. Skill. Part of it is definitely going to be learning to let go of ego and you'll mm-hmm. recognize that you're doing it more successfully when your cards start dragging you for filth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times my cards have told me like, why the fuck are you asking me this question? Again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You already got, I gave you an answer to this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just go do the fucking thing. And that's honestly true. It's like when you start getting snarky responses from your, your cards or your pendulum. That's probably not you you telling it's yourself what you want you. to hear anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to hear it, it's probably not you. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it is just discernment and practice, practice. honestly. A lot of it's practice. And you'll, letting- you'll reach a point where you recognize when you're correctly connected yeah. versus when you're not. There are times when I won't do divination because I can tell I'm not in the right space to yeah. get connected. And sometimes you also just have to let go of old programming yeah. from a former religion. Sometimes you may unconsciously be doubting yourself because some little voice is telling you what you're doing is wrong. Yep. And I would say go back and listen to episode 11, Speaking with Symbols. Yeah, where yeah. we talk about Because a lot. lot of this stuff is covered, covered in there. that episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, any and more questions? questions? Because if not, we or have a we huge announcement. Last year, we did this thing called the Yuling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's basically like Secret Santa, mm-hmm. but for Yule. Mm-hmm. Yep. And between so, Pride members. Between yep. Pride members. Car failed. <laughs> 
on part of this. And so because of that, I have turned running the Yuling over to Ode. This is now my show. Who will keep a much better handle on things. <laughs> Ode so, is very much the organizer. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> Rana says yeah. it will be very organized. Yes, yes this Rana, is very it will true. be. This is very true. So explain okay. what the Yuling is for people, and then we'll give them the link. So what the Yuling is, you are going to send in if you're interested. If you're, this is completely optional. Optional. optional but if you're, if you're interested in being part of the Yuling, you'll get a link to a Google form where you will give me a name that the post office will recognize, your preferred name and pronouns if they differ from a name that the post office will recognize, your mailing address, your email, and a list of your path, your interests, and your hobbies. Please do not sign up for the Yuling if you are not confident that you will be able to send a gift to your partner. Bearing in mind that we have Pride members all over the world, so you may need to ship to some place you're not used to shipping to. Mm-hmm. Yep, like Finland. Yep. Gifts or should, Australia. Yeah. yeah. Gifts should cost no more than five US dollars or your local equivalent. Mm-hmm. Homemade gifts are awesome and we strongly encourage everyone to do that. Mm-hmm. We will stop accepting participants for the Yuling on December 1st. You will be paired up with your partners on December 2nd. And by December 15th, your gifts should be in the mail. Mm-hmm. If you cannot have your gift in the mail by December 15th, you must contact me to let me know if there has been a delay or if you are unable to participate in the Yuling, in which case I will assign your partner to someone else. Right. Yep. Because we had a lot of participants last year and we did have some people who did not receive yes. gifts. Yeah. So, so I'm going to be working very hard this year to make sure that everyone who signs up that's gets right. their gift. Fun for the people it who It was a lot of fun, yeah. And and people got some really cool, interesting very gifts. Very interesting gifts. And yeah. a lot yeah. of them were homemade, and that's why we encourage it, because it's more personal mm-hmm. that way. And it doesn't have to be expensive. No, and it should not. No, it should not be expensive. Five U.S. dollars or less. Yes. Just a little token. We're doing this again. If you're interested, the link to the Google form is... tinyurl.com forward slash three pack. That's the number three pack. P-A-A-C. Yep, Yule. Yeah, so three P-A-A-C-Y-U-L-E. We even see there was one person who loved doing yeah, it. Yeah, did not didn't get a, a didn't gift. Didn't get a gift, so we yeah. don't want that to happen again this yeah. year. So if you sign up for the Yuling and you're unable to participate, if something happens... And if, no shame if no, something right. happens You just you need can't. to email me and let me let know, know by December 15th that you're not going to be able to, and I will make arrangements. Yep. But you have until December 1st to sign up for this. Yanni is asking, what do we do if there are strict customs rules? Mm. Uh, I will personally look up all the customs rules for the people in various locations who are across international borders. And I will be making, when I assign partners, I will be informing the the participants what the customs rules are. Yes, Ode is very excellent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Going the oh, extra mile. Extra. But we just, it's a fun thing to do and we want this to be fun for everyone. Yep. And, um, we don't want it to be a burden. Yeah. So, you know, that's why we're saying if you, if you can't do it, that's okay. Yep. No worries. This just is let fun. me know so I can sort this it out. This is just a fun thing to do for the pride. And we've got a lot of pride members. Exactly. Yeah. Lots yeah. and lots of pride members. Lots and so lots of pride. Hopefully yep. this will be a fun thing for you all and hopefully it will be better organized this year. Fine. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll let you know. I suck. As you sign up, you know, we'll, Ode will let you definitely know what the rules yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the link will be going up shortly. It'll actually yep. be on this episode. We'll also put it on. We'll put it on the Facebook. Facebook we'll put it on the Discord. Discord. We'll link it everywhere. And we'll link it regularly up yeah. until December 1st. Yep. We'll keep making announcements and talking yep. about it and that kind of thing. All right. 
I think, I think unless there are any last minute unless questions, last we're going to call this we one good. Nope, I think we got questions? everything. I think so. So unless there are any last minute questions, we're gonna we're gonna let this episode go. All right, all right. So All right. that's yep, it. Thank gonna... you for listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. You can find us at three, the number three, pagansandacat.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, we're on all the social media. Google, um, Patheos, Patheos blog, <laughs> uh, Redbubble store. Uh huh. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff. So Just go to Google and put in three pigs and a cat, and you can find all of it. Yep, exactly. And you can find a lot of the links for all the things on uh, individual on the, uh, episodes, on the episodes yeah. from the website. All right, that's it for us. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com. <laughs>